All right, good morning, everyone. Monthly Talent Advancement Zoom here. <clears throat> Thanks to those that can make it in person this morning. Good to see smiling faces. And uh, uh, William, King William, would you be willing to open us in prayer? Yes. Our Father in heaven, Lord, our Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to come together. We thank you for giving us the opportunity to serve with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. That's our time together, Father. And Lord, help us to be doers of the word and not hearers only. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Our prayer this morning is that any words that you guys would hear would not be mine, but really of God and uh, speaking through me here. So I'm hopeful that we'll each take away something this morning. I know I always do. Um, this morning we were talking about the bigger picture. And what I had in mind was personally, when I interact with our candidates, I get a lot of one-on-one -on -one interactions, specifically with the candidate, which is great. But there's so much for us to learn in other words, there's only so much we can learn from just the interaction with the candidate and how much more can we learn through those that they interact with in their lives. Um, and I've got a list of those folks who I think would make sense for us to connect with and would certainly be open to uh, hearing from you guys who else you think we could talk with. And then when you engage with them, um, how would you go about doing that? What do you want to glean from those conversations and why is that important? Uh, as a part of it so we can explore each of those and there's a particular drill down on one um, if the opportunity presents itself that I think makes the most sense but before we do that um, I'm sure each one of us can uh, can talk to the four core values of SCA integrity serving teamwork and excellence but I thought it'd be worth a moment um, just going back and reviewing the scripture uh, that supports each one of those and so I'll pull it up on the screen here for those that can they can see it uh, hopefully that is big enough. I'll zoom in here as best I can. Uh, but integrity, as it says at FCA, is we'll demonstrate Christ-like wholeness privately and publicly. And it's Proverbs 11.3. Uh, the integrity of the upright guides them, but the crookedness of the treacherous destroys them. So again, that's what we have around integrity. Um, I won't read the entire uh, scripture here around serving, um, but what we say is that we will model Jesus' example of serving. And this is the story in John 13, 1 through 7, about Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. Um, there isn't anything more powerful uh, than, than I could think of, of the, than this story here. So when I think about serving in the talent advancement role, I very much see serving you all as leaders um, within our Northeast ministry, and then also our candidates, serving them as best I can. So a great story and one to keep, um, to keep in mind for us as we consider what serving is. Um, teamwork, express our unity in Christ in all our relationships, Philippians 2, one through four. So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interest of others. Um, I, I mean this in the positive context. I know pride could be a sin, but I'm so proud to be a part of this team. Uh, it's a privilege to be a part of it. I see this exhibited um, daily, hourly, uh, across the board. So it's, um, it's a neat one to see and see lived out uh, in our FCA ministry. And our fourth core value starts with integrity because really the rest of them don't matter. 
uh, if you don't have that. But the first three really, in my mind, build to the fourth, which is excellence. So if we do the first three well, then I think we'll honor and glorify God in all we do. And that's Colossians 3, 23 and 24. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you'll receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving Lord Christ. So, again, I rattle these core values off often. I think about my interactions with our candidates in a way that they uh, embody these. And I think I thought of the sentences that follow each one. For example, in excellence, we'll honor and glorify God in all we do. Sure. But, you know, when God created FCA, what did he have in mind around that? It's helpful for the context of Colossians um, 3, 23 and 24, for example. So I thought those were helpful, and I hope that you guys did as well. So I would guess in any of our interactions with our candidates, um, they're going to show most of these because they're going to put their best foot forward, right? So I would expect that we would see a lot of that. Um, doesn't mean there won't be some warning signs, if I can use that term, when you don't see them exhibited or stories or interactions or a feeling that you get, uh, a leading maybe even, uh, that suggests otherwise. But that said, as much time as we spend with the candidates, who might be, in your guys' uh, estimation, who might be others that we would want to interact with as we we're evaluating uh, and considering a staff candidate? And I've got a list here, I'll check them off as you guys may, may suggest those. Have any of you ever had a oh, Mike, what do you got? Um, so if I understood your question, can you repeat the question just so I make sure I get it? I will. Yeah. So when, when we're evaluating a candidate, whether or not they are, are qualified to come on staff with FCA, we'll do a lot of one-on-one -on -one interactions. Who else might we speak with that would help us determine whether or not they're a great fit? I would say uh, their pastor to see yeah. their, their involvement with their church, if they've held leadership positions, what type of positions, and if they possess, you know, like have they led Bible studies, et cetera. Absolutely. I have a couple well, more, but I don't want, I, yeah, don't want yeah. to, I don't want to monopolize. Nobody else has come off mute yet, so you've got the floor. I got, all right. Um, I'd also uh, think we should talk to their spouse to see uh, how, what's going, you know, how, with, how they run their family. You know, yeah. and that type of stuff, and how things are at home. Also, um, uh, have they been involved with sports? And if so, you know, have they coached? Talk to, you know, if you can talk to maybe people that they've coached or, fa or families or even people that have, have, if they're young enough, people that have coached them, you yeah. know, and how they interacted, uh, how they interacted with that. And then, of course, you have um, references, you know, from a professional standpoint, because in the, you know, we're blessed to do this job, but we, there are also a lot of professional things that we have to do. And um, and then I think you have to, well, anyway, I might want me to keep going or I'll let someone, I, I'll, I'll be quiet for a minute and then I get a couple more if, some, if no one else jumps in. I would say, I would say uh, teammates, maybe get some feedback from some teammates. Yep. Um, when you say teammates, do you mean... Uh... Sports teammates, Manny, or? Uh, no, nah, teammates on our team. So our team, yep. like you know, people that we work with, our supervisors, yep. teammates, get some feedback from them. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> I have one more to build off a mic there. So by the way, I had written previously coworker, teammates, um, pastor, spouse, coach, athletes, and then I had their children. Uh, they're of an age where it would be appropriate for you to have a conversation with their children as a part of that. 
uh, I included that, uh, that one as well. Mike, were there others that you had to round out the list? Well, I was just, um, you know, when, when you're really, if you're getting down, down to it, I think you have to talk about um, personal finances, you know, how, how, where, where they, where they are financially, because as rewarding as this job is, as we all know, it's also equally as challenging to raise support. Yeah. And if they're already, you know, I don't want to say struggling, but if finances are a concern, this, the timing, you have to make sure the timing's right. Absolutely. So what I'd like to do, Mike, it's a great segue. Um, and by the way, if a God ever calls away from FCA, you're going to take on this responsibility. So, uh, <laughs> so for the reason for a pastor, um, you started to go there. And I think there's a couple of reasons. One, um, in a perfect world, I'd love for our candidates to be active in their church. I'd love for them to be in maybe even an elder position there, if that's an opportunity, at the very least leading some aspect of ministry or, you know, giving of their time there. So I think that conversation with the pastor um, is very important as a part of that. Also, uh, checking theological alignment, uh, the, the beliefs, uh, statement of beliefs of the church relative to those of SCA, I think is a great way and an opportunity for us to do that. So that's one that I think is, is very important. And these are important in, in varying reasons. Um, and I want to I want to get to the spouse because I think that's the one. Uh, if your candidate is is married, why that one is the most important. Um, but I also think so. You, you touched on coach and athlete. Um, a question I like to ask if you get an athlete, and even if you get the coach, or if you get the candidate to say, how would an athlete describe you as a coach? You know, what is your, your philosophy? Because um, at the end of the day, that's who we're engaging with their coaches and what is their mentality, temperament? How do they engage with people? And I think how they engage with their athletes may be indicative of how they're going to engage with others as well. And then if they have a coach that they are uh, either friends with as a part of references, maybe even a blind reference, if you can figure out who that might be, um, you know, if we're going to be engaging coaches again, don't we want to see uh, the types of coaches they engage with and how that coach might describe this given person? So I think those are uh, very important. But there are three areas I thought around the spouse um, that I think are critical. And, and I'll just come out and say it. When, when you come on staff with FCA, your whole family comes on staff as well, in particular your spouse. And so I don't think anybody would disagree with that. So what would be a way to engage the spouse in, in conversation during this evaluation period? I think I think oh. you should do it. Um, hey, hey, everybody, how y'all doing? That's a picture <laughs> of me right there. That's me. Um, yeah, I think if uh, I think you should do it as natural as possible. Okay. So if you could, uh, you know, just have dinner and just say, "Man, I just want to meet," and make it not feel like you know an interrogation because i know it's yeah. been done to my wife and she she got stressed out about it you know you're trying to find all the right answers to say and you know when i was thinking of the list you was just going through jeff i was like wow the person that has told me the most about the person we hired or didn't hire was just I bumped into somebody who said they knew that person and they really mm. told me the most. So it was like, yes, that list is perfect. Oh. But also, you know, have your head on a swivel because God's going to bring somebody 
And I mean, they've told me, man, this guy is not good at this or this person does that. And, you know, Jeff, we've been through it all. Immigration, (laughs) bad theology, uh, dudes in the neighborhood like, yo, that guy's whack. Like, I got beef with him. I actually was able to bring some reconciliation with some of the people we hired or considered hiring because Mm -hmm. they had a bad reputation with some of their peers. Okay, I'll shut up now. No, that's so... I wrote that down as the other one, and I put stars around it, Pastor Frank. I'm sitting here going, who might that person be um, that we don't know? And you might be really intentional about your blind references, and you're using social media, and you're trying to you know, figure out who that one is, and then you just happen to run into somebody that goes, I know him or her. No kidding. And they know him in a context that's far different, and you get that angle. So I think that's beautiful. I'm glad you, I'm glad you shared that. And for the original question was, how do you engage with the spouse? You said dinner. Um, I personally, I'm, I'm very relational. I also enjoy eating. So between those two things, I just think break bread with somebody. Um, I'll tell you guys a story. I was, <clears throat> many years ago, it was one of my first interviews I ever did in the professional world. And there were a team of five of us that were evaluating this college candidate. And four of them were, four, I was the junior person in the interview. So I got to do the lunch interview. So they all do the formal interview, sit across the table, the young man's in his suit, right? And he's given all the right answers. And we get out to lunch. And he goes on to tell me that his family is independently wealthy. His dad's got a business. He doesn't really need this job. His parents are making him go out and do it. You know, college was great, but not so great. And, and I, we came back. And at the end of this, I'm sitting there going, wow, like he's really opening up to me here. And, um, and at the end, we got back as a group and said, should we hire or not? And four out of five people said, definite hire. And one person said, no, that person was me. And they all looked at me going, junior guy, what, what's, you know, everybody else says we should hire him. And I explained his interaction when he put his guard down in this informal setting. Um, and so I thought it was pretty powerful. So I, I, I give that example because it came to my mind. By the way, we ended up making him an offer, but made it very clear that we had some concerns based on how he acted during lunch. So I thought it was a great example of he had all the, the qualifications to do it and actually supported giving him, uh, making the offer, but with the explanation as to what we were concerned about. He did not, he declined, uh, which is probably the right decision anyway for him. But I say that because when you break bread and you get a chance to, um, to, to let your guard down a little bit, conversation flows more easily and it shouldn't be an interrogation. There isn't the bright light coming down across the table. Uh, at them or a panel interview, but rather it's truly getting to know them because that's the setting in which you're going to work with them anyway. And so when you get a chance to engage the spouse in that fashion, and Mike, I'm sure you've done this, is that, you know, you, you've gone out um, with two, as two couples, right? And in, in broken bread before. What, how did yeah, that work? I was, I was going to go there, Jeff. I, I, when it gets down to it, you know, down to, I, I bring my wife along because I think that and at both, but I've done both male and female candidates where I brought my wife along when we were doing a female candidate and she brought her husband and, uh, and then, you know, a, a male candidate would pick it. I think it, it, it makes them, you know, instead of, it makes them feel more comfortable and they can talk wife to wife about, well, how, how was it really, you know, how was it really, yeah. you know? And the other thing that I do that I, that I think has worked out well, I say it's worked out well, it's worked out well, <laughs> it's worked out well, um, because, but I actually give my presentation to the spouse that 
you know, my FCA presentation, you know, the, the you know, my, the, and so they can see exactly what their spouse will be doing. And, uh, you know, you hear a lot of things, you talk, yeah, well, yeah, you're going to work with coaches, you're going to, you know, do huddles, you're going to do this, but I actually show them, you know, and, and as we all know, the, the, the first six or seven pages are all about the ministry and bringing the, you know, our, our core values, the last four pages are about fundraising and how that works. So they need to see that, you know, right there, you know, asking for support, um, you know, how you make it ask and that type of stuff. And uh, so they can see, I, I don't think you want to hide anything or sugarcoat anything. You want to put it right, right up front. This is, this is what your spouse will be doing. And quite frankly, that has scared a few people away. But as we've talked about, Jeff, it's better then that to do it then than six months into the process or a year into the process. Yeah, I <clears throat> I agree with everything Mike just described there. Uh, I think the opportunity for couples to get out together, provide both perspectives, is very important. Um, so, what would you what would you want to ask of the spouse? So, if you really get the opportunity, you do the presentation, you give this is what it's like on staff, the finance, but. What would you want to ask the spouse of that candidate? Mark, if you had the chance to, <clears throat> to sit down, you know, what would you, what would you ask this? Let's say you had a, um, it was a male candidate and then you had a chance to, to engage with this spouse uh, over this meal, the four of you. If I had the chance to do it, can you guys hear me okay? Yep. Um, if I had the chance to do it, and this may not be the first thing I would ask, but this is what, what I want to ask is, what, do you, what part do you see, what ministry do you see you being involved in here? Mm. Is it just going to be a support, or is it just going to take care of things at home and love, love you know, the hubby while he's out doing whatever? Or are you going to be engaged? Are you going to come to camps and serve somehow? Are you going to minister to coaches' wives? I mean, what, what is your heartbeat behind the ministry he's going to do? That's going to lead you in the ministry. That's what eventually what I'd like to get to. Wow, Mark, I think it's a lot of, that's really good. That's really good. I, when I think about, um, I have another list of questions that I would have asked, but I think you can tell a lot from the answer that you just described. If the answer is they say they don't know, that's a warning sign to me. They haven't given it maybe enough thought or they have concerns, or maybe their answer is I don't want to get involved. And, uh, and therefore, I'm just going to tell you, I don't know what I would do as a part of it. So uh, conversely, if they said, I'm glad you asked because I actually played ball or I did this and I want to get involved. And I have, you know, uh, several uh, mom is a mom's group I'm a part of. And we want to get a huddle started at the local school. Like, wow, what a great way. Um, what a great way to, to engage them. That's a really good one. I like that. I wrote that one down here. Pastor Frank got one just over chat here and said, What's your favorite characteristic uh, of your spouse? Um, if I felt comfortable enough, I might even ask what might not be your favorite characteristic of your spouse that, that would come into play, right, as we interact with others in our, in our ministry um, is a part of that. Um, another good one here. I, I would want to ask as well, what concerns do you have? As Mike, let's get them on the table, um, which – I think nine times out of 10, and then we might be batting a thousand on this one, is that they're going to talk about support raising and finances as a part of it. 
Um, and I think that I wouldn't want to leave that conversation. Let's say it's over dinner or over lunch. I wouldn't want to leave it without having discussed the financial aspect of, of coming to the ministry. Um, there will be struggles with support raising. It's supposed to be that way. I've learned that over time. It's not supposed to be easy. Um, and as a part of that, if you have a spouse that's willing to help you through the valleys, right? I think that's incredibly important. And if we think they are quick to go, I knew this wasn't the right thing, or I told you it wasn't going to be good. Um, I, I just, that's, I heard a story once I may have shared with you guys before, um, that there was a candidate who on paper was, was fantastic, was wonderful. Um, and one of our fellow staff sat down with them over a meal and could tell by the body language of the spouse. So another thing to pick up on, right, as you're engaging. But the body language and maybe even some specific words um, led our, our, our fellow colleague to say, um, while you would be a great fit, um, I love you too much and care too much for your marriage to have you come on staff. And that's really hard to do. Uh, maybe it's not, maybe it's easy to do in some ways, but it's hard in others. Easy because we do love them and we wouldn't do that, but two, when you have that person you know that God could use in great ways through the ministry, you want them to be a part of it. However, the question of what cost, right? And so, you know, even at the very least, it was okay for them or it wasn't bad. Uh, that's not what we're looking for, right? We want that team that's going to be there together because it will require uh, the team as a part of it. Any thoughts on those, um, on those couple questions there or, or engaging with the spouse or other ideas and examples that you guys have? I think one of the things you said was, was key, which is you, you get dialogue going because you want to hear, you want to listen for specific things. Like when Sean interviewed Denise and I, when she said our ministry, not just my ministry, that was a key to both Sean and I that mm. she, she was on board with everything we were going to do. It took her a while to get to saying that, but when she was on board, she was on board and it'll come out naturally. And the body language and the lingo will, will, make that we'll bring that out you know and so i envision two things happen to mark another great word there that there's a conversation that will take place between the candidate and their spouse after this meal on the ride home or walk home or otherwise right there may be some things discussed that were brought up they didn't anticipate before how fruitful that conversation could be in them discerning right whether this is a right fit for them their family and otherwise and i think there's also a conversation between the candidate and the fca staff person the hiring manager that says how did you think that went, right? Anything surprised you about your spouse's reactions and the engagement that we had? Are there any concerns you have as a result of that as well? So I think that debrief um, can be very important. I've heard stories where, you know, maybe the concept or the, the, the concept of support raising never came up in the conversation with the spouse. And the first time, you know, you asked the question. So uh, to the staff person, hey, have you guys talked about, you know, what it's like to do support raising and be a faith-funded missionary? And the spouse's head whips over going, what, what, do, you, what do you mean? What, I don't understand this. What are, you, what are you talking about? So we'd want to flesh that out early in process. But again, I think all that we talked about here today is critical. Um, I would say two things in closing uh, as we're running to the end of time here. Um, one, a couple warning signs. One, if you ask to engage with the spouse, let's say you and your wife want to head out, you and your husband head out, and they decline. I think that's a warning sign. I think you have to determine why that's the case. Could be scheduling, could be a whole bunch of things. But a yellow flag at the very least goes up for me there. And then we talked about the other one, which is body language. I forget the percentage, but you know, a large percentage of communications, far greater than the words, is the body language and inflection and voice, not actually the words that come out. So 
what an opportunity. And Manny knows that I had a chance to engage with, uh, with his spouse um, during the process. She asked some really pointed questions and it got emotional as a part of those conversations, but it was really powerful. And I knew as a result of those conversations, we FCA had been incredibly forthright with what it took to come on staff, the struggles and stress that it was going to provide, and then also, or offer, but also I knew that she was all in. I knew she was all in as a part of that conversation. So for me, I left that going, I know Manny's the right guy already, and now that Drusilla's on board, we've got two, and actually we got five as a part of that. So that was incredible, and that was done over FaceTime with Pastor Frank holding the phone. It wasn't even breaking bread. I didn't get a chance to enjoy any great food, but it worked just the same, and we got a chance to see that. So with that, I thank you guys for our time. It's precisely the bottom of the hour, and I'm just going to close this in prayer, and we'll wrap up. Lord, I just thank you for these opportunities to come together and learn from one another. Um, I'm sure people expect that they're going to hear from me and some great wisdom that I have in my experiences in this talent advancement role, Lord, but I'm just thankful again for what I learned from each individual that has unique experiences that we can all learn from. I'm thankful for my teammates that exhibit the core values. I thank you for those candidates that come to us that possess those, Lord, and that you're guiding to our ministry. I pray you continue to give us the right questions to ask, the opportunities to engage. And Father, would you bring more workers to the harvest field? We love you and give you all thanks and all praise. In Jesus' name, amen.